Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Hey girl, I wanted to introduce you to our latest brand partners here at Unscripted, JFF, Journey to Financial Freedom. If you've ever felt like your finances are the thing that is holding you back from truly reaching your potential, then let me introduce you to these guys. They help online coaches, consultants, and the likes of us organize and streamline your entire financial world. By doing so, they give you the clarity and empowerment you crave to confidently scale your empire. Not only do they help you shoot for that dream life, but they've got this unique blend of tactical and emotional financial strategies. They dive deep, addressing money at an emotional level because they know it's those underlying beliefs and behaviors that can keep us stuck. They're passionate about transforming your relationship with money by aligning your deep-seated beliefs with those big, dreamy goals. So with JFF, you're not just achieving financial mastery, you're reshaping your entire mindset for success and empowerment. They have a vision beyond the numbers. They believe that with a solid grip on your finances, you can turn your business into a force of good, making a lasting mark on the causes close to your heart. Imagine not only achieving your financial goals, but also creating waves of positive change in your community and beyond. So how are you vibing with your finances lately? Let's level it up together and make an impact. Jump in with JFF and bring those dreams to life. If you want to hear a little bit more, tune into episode 234 with the girl, the hype girl, Steph, who we dropped in and shared a little bit about my backstory and my finance trauma and all the things in between and why I am jumping in and becoming a part of the JFF family. And you can too. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here for today's episode. I don't always record a pre-intro, but for this one, I had to because my girl Shannon and I literally just started talking and catching up because we're old friends. Uh, We went to the same master... I'm talking about the mastermind like it's college. We went to the same mastermind, right? We're in the same sorority, uh, Fast Foundations with Chris and Lori Harder uh, several years ago, and we became fast friends. Shannon's one of those people who she just has good energy. She knows her shit. She's fucking cool. She's down to earth. And I think I must have hit record and then never really introed the podcast, maybe thinking I'd come back and do one of these intros. But the team and I were working on things and I'm like, where's the beginning of the podcast? And the girls were like, you didn't start like the podcast like you normally do. So let me introduce you to today's guest because Shannon is one of those women that you're going to be so grateful that I introduced you to. She's been on the podcast before. Her name is Shannon Weinstein. And in this episode, we talk about why you should go all in with podcasting. And what's funny is we talk a little bit of a backstory in the podcast around how at one time I was actually Shannon's coach inside the mastermind. And I actually said to her that maybe it wasn't the right time for her to start a podcast. I want to give a little context because at the time she was still working her corporate job and she was so busy that putting a podcast on her plate, I didn't think was going to be the next right thing for her to do. Little did I know that Shannon was going to show me what's up and go all in on this podcast because what she did has blown her business out of the water. Shannon is a fractional CFO for growth-minded business owners. She's a CPA and a teacher at heart. Her real talk and relatable examples simplified the financial side of business so business owners like you can stop stressing and start scaling. She is the host, yes, of the IRS's least favorite podcast, Keep What You Earn, where she releases daily, yes, daily episodes. When I tell you that this woman chose to go all in on this platform, I'm talking all in. What doing, what starting a podcast has done for her honestly has been a game changer because adding the podcast in, knowing that it was like going to be her thing, she knew that there was going to be a trade-off. She was investing in the podcast so that her social was easier. We talked a lot about creating content back in the day. She knew that it would create reels for her. It would literally create posts in themselves. So these daily episodes have been giving her such an, a massive amount of content, which is why I lean people into podcasting if especially you struggle in other areas to create content. She says to pick a long-form channel, go all in on it, and everything else will branch off that trunk. And that was literally like the ultimate hack that she gives in this episode. So tune in to listen to two crazy women talk about all things podcasting, how we grew and scale our business, and just some really fun banter back and forth between really good energetic humans. Yeah, I'm talking about myself and Shannon in this. So I hope you are leaning towards starting your podcast. If you've already started, let me know how I can support you in growing your show. Y'all know we have Media Unscripted, which is our done for you agency where we help you launch, scale and grow your podcast, potentially even monetize it. But without further ado, welcome to the show. 
but I think it'd be cool to talk about the like so I don't know if you get this objection but some people might be like what the hell do I have to talk about or like my stuff's boring like I'm gonna run out of things to say I'm like Mm -hmm. CPA daily episodes hasn't run out of shit yet next question like like go through every like everything that you think would hold people back and then even our conversation was like Shannon are you sure you want to do this like it's a big commitment and I'm like yeah I know but it like I think it's all the unexpected side effects of having a podcast like well, the, 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 the the like I did it for a reason and then the reason I'm doing it now is a completely different reason I love that point of view and then I also love the fact that I think when we assessed where you were at before with the idea of a podcast it it almost felt like an add-on, right? Not yeah. two feet in. And so I think there's a huge differentiator for people who go all in for their show or who just randomly record episodes on a Tuesday when they've got to drop one on a Wednesday because they just want to throw they, something up there. They, they add it like for the sake of adding it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like you're adding, you're the adding to add, but not adding to create a system. Like not adding right. to. So for me, the game changer was adding the podcast in knowing that it was going that there was a trade-off it was investing in the podcast so that my social was easier and so that my reels would real would reel themselves <laughs> my posts would post themselves like it was it was basically creating a system and I called it I call it my content epicenter my con my content epicenter is my podcast so I knew I said I am best if you just let me talk like ask me a question and let me just hop on a microphone and talk and I'll answer it especially if I am in my pajamas, I don't have to put a bra on. Sign me the fuck up. I'm done. Both hands. Me too. Yeah, I'm like, on right now. Sign me up. So everyone has a medium and I'm telling, so I host this me- marketing mentorship for other accountants now. And I'm telling them, pick a long form format that caters to you. So like, do you like to write in quiet blog? Do you like to sit and ramble podcast me? Do you, are you comfortable on video? And to the extent you're comfortable on video, do that. Like that is going to be king. But, but if you're not, do one of those other things like all in. And, and then the blog, I had somebody in my group. She's like, I do blogs. I have 15 years of blogs and I'm, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. And I go, do you know how effing brilliant that is? And she goes, why? I go, read them out loud. She's like, I can just read them into a Yeah, read them out loud. Because guess what? Now you have a transcribed blog <laughs> that you can rename the name of the show. And she's like, what? And I said, yeah, all of my blogs are transcribed episodes. Flip it. Read it out loud. And she's like, you mean like 15 years of I can just read? Yes. And I go, well, Down, now tell me you can't do daily content. And if she really wants to optimize what she's already created, throw your blog into AI, see how it SEO optimizes it for you, and then yeah, ramble. I'm giving you the October 2022 answer, but yes. yes. <laughs> this is the end of the year 2023 answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, depending on what year I'm answering this question, right? But the but that's the thing is, like, pick a long-form channel, go all in on it, and the, everything else, like, branch off of that trunk. Yep, And that was like the ultimate hack of getting myself out of Canva (laughs) and into like things that matter. Yeah, because you and I both have come from the world of create content for social media, create the videos, do the talking head stories, post, write the good captions, come up with like catchy brand font, you know, value driven carousel pieces. And while all that's great and fine, like if that's not naturally an easy thing for you to do, but talking is. You can take, we know how to repurpose. That's not our problem. But the problem when you create like just a post or just a caption is you're not repurposing that. What if you took that caption and made it into a five minute podcast? What if you took what, you you know what I mean? So like for us, I think you and I both figured out like, yeah, give us a mic, ask us questions. Like we can talk for days because most of us who are listening, you're probably multi-passionate. Maybe you're, you know, highly ambitious. You've done a lot of things. You have a lot you could share and talk about. And that's where podcasting is like the perfect platform because then maybe out of that one ramble, you say something really profound and you shift someone's perspective or you teach them something or all of a sudden it clicks for them because you're the 10th person at the right time to say the thing they needed to hear. So that's why you generally want to consume content basically the way that you you consume or you want to create it the way you consume it. So right. if you like to listen to other people, I, you are one of those people that you and I have had this conversation many times about 
you are one-on-one with whoever's listening. So whoever is listening to us right now, they're in a flow state. Maybe they're cleaning their house, going for a walk, in traffic. Like it's just us and whoever's listening. And that's the wonderful thing because sometimes when you're even on Instagram, you're scrolling at, at a stoplight or you're at a boring dinner date and you're on Instagram. Like you're just numbing out. Podcasting is a place people tune into to like learn or to feel or to connect. Like it's a very powerful platform that then yeah, you it's can a, get, like it's you a said. sponge. You're yep. absorbing. You're it's actually building. absorbing the information. And I believe that to be so true that with podcasting, it's so powerful, Jess. Like the fact that you're in someone's brain for flow state for 15 minutes as opposed to while they are numbed out for 15 seconds, like where would you rather be? It's a no-brainer. Yep. It's a no-brainer. And what it's made for me is like it's helped me build my email list, right? Because we create yep. things that people can connect with and grab, whether it's in the form of like a PDF or a download. So if you're new to the online space, which hopefully you 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 are getting an understanding of the things that it takes to really build the foundation for an online business, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, right? Connecting with people, but then also capturing those emails, which you can do so powerfully through a podcast or connecting through text if you have a text community. And, you know, creating content in all forms for me has gotten so much easier for myself and my team because two times a week I put out podcast episodes. So therefore I get I get to send out two emails a week, which then I get to connect with my community. I get to share what's going on with me, why I recorded this podcast, who this amazing guest is, why they need to tune in, and they get the link sent to them while they're going through cleaning out their inbox, right? They're probably not really deeply connecting with my email. Maybe, maybe a few of them are. I mean, my open rates are great because I'm giving them something every time that they open this email. It's not just a, hey, buy this shit from me. It's like, hey, here's some free value in a podcast. And oh, by the way, yeah, I have a podcast course if you're interested in starting a podcast. So it's like this awesome energetic exchange that the podcast has created. So walk us through. I know you mentioned the very beginning having this like formula. And I think we both got to be blessed with the creative mind of Sid and our team from Mm -hmm. and and she just created this mad lib that gave us endless amounts of content to pull from so do you want to talk about how that's really helped you build that is that what you talk about when you talk about this like content epicenter yeah I would say there so if I look at my podcast and someone said how did you go from zero to what keep what you earn is right now and I will cite three things one is and I have to give credit to Sid because she got me on a sauna and we have, and it's in front of me right now, because this is where I do my podcast right now. It's in front of me and it's this project management tool of all the episodes, which by the way, I do five a week. So it's every, and I've been doing five a week for over a year without missing a single beat. So I have to, I have to contextualize that because of this. It is a really clear framework and it's a calendar of all the episodes with a status of each episode, the guests, and then there's a comment with the talking points that we're going to talk about and and their website and all their links and then there's also a category to say what part of shannon's overall keep what you are in framework because i have a four pillar so it's like like a four by three framework of everything i ever talk about is in my content pillars so it's like what content pillar does this belong to now not only it's multi-dimensional so that not only do we have the episodes in here but now sid who's also my cmo or anyone on your team can now go i want to talk about tax minimization let me go find any content Shannon's ever made in Asana on that topic, on tax minimization in that pillar. And Sid can pull from that and go, she did a podcast about this the other day. I'm going to go do a post on that. And she can find the the episode number, exactly where it is, the file location, go listen to it. It's like this constantly connected framework where no matter where you are or what type of content, and there's even a column here that says best type of content or the primary content piece is either a podcast, a text message, a post and there are some times where I will just go on creatively into like threads or Twitter or whatever it's like the most forgiving I could just like do a thread in like 10 seconds and send it right that's me writing all those and then I take them and I put them in the asana and I go depending on how this does or depending on whether you think this is good thought leadership let's make a thing about this like like, let's make let's expand on it so I'd say my content management is key so that there's always a topic and it's well organized because there's a lot of ideas, but you have to put them into some type of structure so that you can call on it. And it's not just this giant library and book you have to flip pages through to find, oh, where did I talk about that thing? Oh, like on my calendar. The second thing I would say is purely the numbers don't lie in terms of the math here. So this is this is what is like mind blowing for some people. Put out daily episodes, period. Straight up, period. And here's why. And it's like, oh, that's overwhelming. No, it's not. 
You could do one episode and make it three parts. You could do your top three tips. That's three episodes. You could do a replay of an old episode. That's one. A three-parter is that's four. And a guest. You have five episodes a week. It can be done. It has been done. It, it It's proven. But here's the other thing, too. If you're doing one a week or two a week, Jess, like look at yours, right? You would 3x the downloads immediately. Basically, two and a half times the downloads. Immediately. And what that does is that gets you on the radar of bigger guests, bigger advertisers, bigger collaborators. Because I can go out and say, I get 25,000 downloads a month. And what most people, I'm sure yourself included, like you go 25,000 downloads a month, holy shit, right? And then go, wait, and then what, I, what you don't do is the math <laughs> to go, but I'm releasing like, you know, 25 plus episodes a month. That's huge. No, and it's great. And I'm so grateful that you and I know each other and I've gotten to watch this whole journey because now with the agency that I've launched, thanks to the genius guidance of Sid and Abby and like being a part of what it's like to receive on that end, you know, Mm -hmm. you and I went from, we don't even like explore, like podcasting wasn't even like in our, in our, I don't even know what to call it. It It wasn't in our world. And, and then when we decided to go all in, luckily we found people to guide us and like take us to this level to show us what is possible with podcasting. And yeah, this is what the people you see with the big numbers and all the and all the accolades are doing. It's yep. either micro episodes daily or they are somehow focused on getting enough content out on their podcast that everything else is a byproduct of it. It's like back to that book, The One Thing. Mm-hmm. From doing this one thing, the podcast, they are now able to create multiple streams of revenue, affiliate for other companies like doing that or drive traffic to their own stuff. They're market researching in real time. Like they're staying current with what's going on. Like it's it's such a powerful platform. And it's why like after being the recipient of all of this like genius, I was like, I want to create my own agency. I want to be a part of how other people are feeling like you right now with how much excitement you're sharing in your voice, how it's 10x your business, how it's brought like yeah. more people into your world. I mean, let's talk about the proximity that we get to certain guests being on the show. I mean, irregardless of like the numbers that it brings in, just as a sole person who's trying to connect out in the world with bigger names and to learn from more people. I mean, we know how much it costs to get on a one-to-one call or even, I mean, gone are the days of asking people to coffee to pick their brain. Like, no, you're, you're like, it doesn't you get work. responded to in a DM. But if you have, if you have uh, a platform that you can show with, share with someone else, like, hey, Shannon, I know you're five grand to have an hour long consultation call with, but I have a show that gets X amount of downloads. Would you come on and share your expertise and give me an opportunity to ask you five of my most important questions when it comes to, you know, building my business? And yep. generally, I mean, wouldn't you say 99% of the time you get a yes when you ask? Oh, yeah. And the that was actually my third thing was proximity to guess on the basis of so it, it's a formula. We have really good content. We do really good delivery on daily episodes. And because we do the daily episodes, we get the downloads. Because we get the downloads, I can now approach guests that are way beyond my my stratosphere and say, hey, I have a show that gets 25,000 downloads a month. I'd love to have you on. We're full of you know action-packed tips and action-oriented business owners. And if you do enough research, and again, my little hacks, Look at book launches coming out. Amazon gives you six months of, of ahead of time to tell you when the book launches are coming out, guys. So look on Amazon for upcoming book launches. Pitch the authors before their book tour is planned. You're going to get first in line. The other thing is, like, look at who's launching products and, and services every year. You're going to know launch cycles. Like, if you're paying attention to these people, you know their launch cycle, and you can be like, I'm going to approach them in the spring because I know they have a September launch. And if I know that and I lead with that and I say, hey, I would love to promote your launches coming out this September. I already know about it. And it's like, that also goes the extra mile. Think about from the other side of that. If somebody pitches you and they're like, hey, Shannon, I know that you're you're really promoting Business Financial Quickstarter right now. I would love to. And I'm like, you use my course name. You know, you know my, my business. I love that. Like you follow me. It just shows that instead of some cookie cutter template. So the more you can create a, what I call a, a rockstar guest experience, for your guests from pitch all the way to promotion. So when you're pitching the guests, super custom, personalized, and even with like a voice memo, if you're damning people, like accompany it with things, make it very clear that it is in their service. Like, can I offer my platform? And then the same thing goes too. When you're when you're trying to pitch a show, 
It's about delivering value for the shared customer of the audience member, not the other person. That is the biggest mistake I see is like, hey, for pers- personally, can you agree with me on this? Like biggest pet peeve. Hi, I'd love to be on your show is the first sentence. Right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you would. Thank you. But yes, I know. And 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 that tells me right away what you're trying to do. Right. So it's like, hi, I'd like you to buy something in an email. No. Or hi, I'd start. like you to help me sell my shit. That's what I hear. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, exactly. Hi, I would like to use your platform and use your microphone. Like, I'd like to pull a con- con- Kanye on your tailor. <laughs> this is what you're doing. You're going to take yeah. the microphone out my hand and you're going to be like, buy my shit. And I, I didn't invite you up here. I should do a meme. I should do the meme of him on the stage with Taylor Swift and be like, how it feels. Please just make the little doll that you used to do. Do a Kanye and a Taylor and like, let's, I will, we'll help that go viral. No, yeah. she's right. And, and how do podcast just... hosts feel when yeah. you pitch, I would like to be on your show. Of course you would. I understand this is a pitch, but like, try to just try to authentically just it, it, like, instead of inviting yourself over to my house, right? Would you do this to somebody else? Would you just be like, hey. I heard you make a really good spaghetti bolognese. Can I come over tomorrow? How aggressive is that? So aggressive. It is not that different. <laughs> I, I use my microphone. I'm so excited because, you know, not that long ago, we didn't have shows where people were asking to be on our, our show, right? And now we oh, do. Yeah. And so it happens like that. If you are putting out good content, if you are showing up in a big, big way, like I would say both of us are doing, this is what's going to happen if you have a show. And that's one of the, the greatest, like, pivots and, and trans transitions that can happen after you launch your show, right? You kind of go from like, I'll take anybody on my show just to get my licks in there and just to get my tools under my belt. But I quickly realized early on that a lot of people were fine to take the mic from me and sell their stuff. And I realized not quick enough that I was really just a platform for other people to sell their stuff. And I was just promoting things that I didn't have. Open mic night. Yeah, it was open mic night. It was like everyone was running the train. They were like, choo choo, let's get on Jess's train. But it's one of the reasons why now with the agency, I'm so involved in these women's shows getting started because I'm like, this is your show. This is a place for you to share your expertise, for you to become the thought leader, for you to connect your voice to your brand, for you to figure out what's in alignment and what your you know products or services, if that's where you're at in your business. It's not really for everyone else to come sell. But what's really cool is what you touched on in that last one is that proximity to guests and yes, the downloads equaling your network growth. So if you do know there's big launches coming up, there are people who you'd love to be connected with. I'm actually watching Lori Harder do this in real time with Marie Forleo. You know, she spent almost four years, she said, trying to get this woman on her show. If you don't know Marie Forleo, she say that 10 times fast. She has a show called Marie TV. And I started watching that years ago, but she has a program called B-School. Yeah, and she love launches her. it, I think, once a year, twice a year. And all of a sudden you see people, big names, promoting her promoting her program because they hop on board. They realize that's a way for them to get her on their show to talk about her stuff. But also what she's putting out is like in the same, I think, realm of what like Lori teaches to as well. So she gets to include her course. It's just a really cool ecosystem that you can build upon other people's successes and get into that proximity with, you know, somebody you wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to share that much time with. Yeah, you have to have. But the thing is, when you're when you're hosting a show, when you're in the host position and you're inviting people over, it, it is literally the equivalent of inviting people over to your house to host them for like a dinner or get together. So what do you do? You clean up. You make things look nice. You invite them over. OK, but you don't like you put your best foot forward. You welcome them in. You look presentable. All these things. Right. But this is all just a metaphor for what we try to do is we went all in, believe it or not, like as opposed to the production and all the other stuff, I went all in on guest experience with Sid. And and I give Sid a ton of credit for this, but this was also something where I would sit down with her and go, I want to create like an experience. Like I want to create the party. This was me at my wedding, by the way. I said, I, I could give a shit what I wear. I could give a shit what we do, what we play. I want everyone talking about this for a decade saying how good of a party this was. I want the bar open before the ceremony starts. I want all this stuff, right? I said, I'm all about having everybody have a good time. So I was like, I want the podcast to be like, that was fun. Like, I want people to look back and go, that was really good experience. 
And I am I am happy I spent my time with Shannon because I enjoyed myself and it was very, very well thought out, well prepared for. I wanted to to do that because I said not enough people are trying. They're they're showing up to the interview, not doing any research on the guest, not really do it like just kind of showing up and t- having a conversation. But it was I was like, no, like this person took their time out. You could at least like read the notes of their book and, and ask them about it. And I would ask these questions and they were like, they would, st- we would stop the recording and they would be like, you read it. I was like, no shit, I read it. You're on my show. Like, what? why wouldn't I read I mean, for me, that was bare minimum. But it was kind of like, you're going to have a book launch party at my house. I'm going to read the damn book. Yeah. You know, and, and it was like, I'm going to flip through the book. And they were so impressed by that because because here's the thing. You have to do what other people are not willing to do. Or you have to do that little margin of 2% more than what other people are doing to differentiate yourself. It doesn't have to be 20%. It doesn't have to be, be 100%. It can be two of a handwritten card. Or we do a, a physical card. Thank you to every guest with a little QR code saying, please leave a review. We do. And they post them. I just had somebody in my one of my mastermind groups. I, he was on my show. I posted or he posted that and said, Shan just went the extra mile, guys. I got this in the mail today. And it was a card that said, thank you for being on Keep What You Earn. And I was like, that little postcard that cost me probably $3 just got like, a, you know, everyone's like, I would love to be on your show. This sounds like an amazing experience. Like he got a souvenir. This is so cool. And, and that's what we were trying to create all the way from the beginning of preparing for the interview, promoting them, sharing a reel. And we also offer to give away the, the audio and video files for every episode because we're like, why the hell should we be stingy about that? It's your content. Like, it's your thought leadership. It's your intellectual property, too. Like, you should be able to take that. So not only that, now there's additional value. If I want to if I want to shoot for the moon, right, if I want to get the Hormozies on, which Lord knows I'm trying, but if I want to get the Hormozies on, it's really about like, hey, I will give you the audio video files. You can reproduce the content all you want. Like, all like, what do you want? I'll make this a hell yes for you. And and make it so that you're sitting here and you're going to create, you know, months of content with me in one sitting because I'm going to make sure it's worth your while. But that's what it's about is creating a space where they're like, yeah, it's a hell yes for them. Like, there's not even a question. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of those things that even at that Girlfriends in Business in-person workshop I got to attend a few months ago with, you know, Kristen Laurie Harder and Katrina Scott. Mm-hmm. That was I got to ask one of those questions of like, if you could go back to your pre- podcasting famous self what would you say to that that person starting a podcast now and that was one of the first responses she gave was I would create more content for the guests that come onto my show I would try to be in person if at all possible but I would create three to five reels for them and gift that to them so that they have something for their time and I think the bare minimum that's why I love that we are so organized on the back end thanks to Sid is being able to send people those files and after I got asked that multiple times, I started going around asking for all of my files from every show I'd ever been on and creating Same. reels and content out of that because why not? It's a, a, a reason to repurpose content. And then I've actually reshared episodes on my podcast that were from other people's podcasts that I watched do well. And I wanted to show it, share it with my listenership. So yeah, if you, you did that with mine. Yep, we did that. Yeah. And it, it's so cool because I know a lot of times we th- th- that's where an ask is appropriate. And ask to just be on someone's show, like there's an there is an art to it, right? You know, it's it's you wouldn't just ask if you can come over for dinner. You would what can you give in order to get like let let it be an actual equal energy transaction. And so yeah. if you're someone who maybe you're like podcasting is something I never have any interest in doing, but I have a product or a service or I'm a thought leader or I'm trying to become an expert and I want to get on other people's shows, what would you say is the best practice for them to pitch you if they were to pitch you or what are you more inclined to say yes to? Someone who obviously has vetted your show, listened to things like, how do you like to be approached? I would say know the audience member because a pet peeve of mine, and, and admittedly, it's an understandable confusion. But if you listen to the show, even the intro, <laughs> you will understand like this is show is for entrepreneurs of all levels. This is what I say. And it people think it's for accountants. So people come on and say, I sell to accounting firms. And I'm like, so why do you think my show is the right fit for you? And it's very evident they haven't listened to the show or done any research. Another pet peeve of mine is when there is not a connecting thread between... This is like, seriously, if you guys do this, it will it will make such a difference. A connecting thread between your topics and what you're promoting. It should be that logical, Jess. It should. 
but it's not always. There's a lot of people who will pitch me and say, and be completely unprepared to with, with any objective. They actually just want to be on the show. I, and I'm not sure why, because they'll, they'll say, I don't really sell anything. I just want to come on the show. And I'm like, and I understand that. Like, we're not, again, keep what you earn is not just like a sales tool. Like, it's not just for that. But I'm going, you have this platform. Like, what would you like to, how would you like people to get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Because it's a disservice to my audience if we close them off from access to you after this conversation, right? Because right. they may be intrigued. We're going to promote, we're going to provoke some curiosity here. And they're like, oh, I don't know. They're unprepared. So I would say you have to come prepared with a mission and a message really, really clearly of what you want that person to take home who's listening. And I would say when you're pitching, it's got to be custom. It, it, and I, I understand like the referencing a recent episode. I really enjoyed this. I kind of see through that at this point. I'm like, that's kind of pretty cookie cutter. But I'd say showing that you have an interesting perspective. So as opposed to I can teach on and using a lot of I, 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 I would do it differently and say, you know, you had a recent episode with Jess where you talked about this. I actually have, I actually disagree with one of those points and I want to expand on it further. I'm like, oh, I like this. Okay, cool. Something new, something different, and a continuing conversation that will piggyback on something to make people want to listen to a prior episode too. So we have a callback. I like that. Okay. And then there was there was one I got that was like you went through the three tips of whatever, and I have two more that you le- that you left out. I actually like that, it, even though it can like poke someone's ego to be like, "What do you mean I left them out?" Like, no, I want more content. Give me more, right? But you have to understand the host, and you have to understand their style to know that this is something Shannon will appreciate. And I think mm-hmm. that until you understand the the host fully. You're going to be, you know, taking your chances against all these other agencies that are pitching for you. The most you can make it custom to them, the better. I love that. So true. I think I don't really have anything else to add. And I think that's that's probably best practiced if you are trying to go on a podcast tour or get yourself out there. And if you do ever try to get on someone's show and they come back and ask you that question, I think a simple, acceptable answer is I'm really just trying to build my personal brand and put my myself out there. And if you're someone who's kind of stuck in that messaging space, we have a really good friend, Alex Street, who can help you create a beautiful story around who you are and why you're doing what you're doing or what it is you're trying to help people with or what problem you solve. Creating that story arc allows for you to pitch yourself and allows for people to know what you do. So if you're someone who's like, I'm just trying to put myself out there, you know, Figure out who and you're speaking to, right? Obviously, you, you don't want to be on everybody's show because that's not going to make a lot of sense. But try to find people that you know you can have great conversation with. And be sure to listen to episodes because a lot of times I'll read like a description of a show and think I'm going to connect with that person. And then I go listen to their show and I'm like, yep, nope, that's not for me, right? Because we need to meet people where we are. And I think if you can figure out ways to do that, it's worth your time investment. And again, podcasting is just one of those platforms that can truly move the needle whether you have your own show or whether you're guesting on other people's shows, because hosts are always looking for good content. So it's like, put yourself out there, but figure yeah. out a way that you're going to get that yes. And if it's not a a yes, I would follow up and say, you know, should I circle back again next year? Should I circle back at a different time? Is there something I can help you promote? If you know the guest is doing something like she said, is there a launch? Is there something you can add value to? Because for me, that really works. And I think in over 200 episodes, I've only had one guest get on. And in mid-conversation, he must have taken notes. He started referencing different things I had said in different episodes. And I was so impressed. And I was like, this is how it should be. This is how it should be. I'm manifesting more guests on my show like you who actually listen to things and are trying to stick to my content pillars. I so appreciated that. Yeah, it it really, here's what I will say, is worth the extra hour to prepare to pitch one person than the hour you're spending to pitch 20 different people. You're going to get a one yes either way. It might as well be the one you want. You're going to get probably one yes in 20 if you're lucky, if you're if you're pitching up. So you might as well just spend the extra 15, 20, 30, whatever minutes to secure each yes with confidence. Because I think that when you're just like spreading everywhere and going like pitch here, pitch here, pitch here, pitch here, and just like hope something sticks, I get that in the beginning. But I think that as you go on, I think that the time needs to be spent on fewer shows with more direct intention and narrow focus. 
because if you're approaching them one by one by one and you're even going to other hosts, you're like finding creative ways to get introduced to these people and to invite them on, right? That's where it comes in. It's just so important to utilize all of the resources available to you to do that. And and the other thing too, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears and have like a unpopular opinion, I guess. I have paid to be on so many podcasts and gotten north of a 10x ROI from it. Do not knock paid podcasts. I love that advice. I think that's brilliant. And I will tell you when I've spoke to other PR agencies, that is basically what they do to get you on other big name shows as well. So mm-hmm. definitely keep open to that. If that's something you guys are like thinking about, you can definitely reach out to Shannon. I'm sure she'd be happy to give you a little insight on how she goes about doing that and how she bets like who's best for her to pay and you know, kind of figuring out what your budget is for that kind of stuff. I want to touch on a little bit around, you know, building this organized foundation that we have for our podcast. How important do you think organization is for building this podcast like ecosystem that you've done? Clearly, it's massive. But like, let's talk about that for just a moment. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't consider myself a crazy organized person, by the way. Like I'm I'm not some like, what do you call it? Marie Kondo. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I am not like, I, I enjoy a good organized table. I don't like, you know, I, I don't like making them, but I like using them when everything's organized. Thank you, Sid. <laughs> but yep. like, yep. it's super organized. Now, the organization is key because I think organization brings clarity because when you're a little bit scattered, so are your topics, so are your, so is your content. You tend to not remember what you talked about recently but if you have like a core focus let's say every single month of a topic you're going to really hone in on when you know I need to post something or I need to create something if you can go back to a library of like well I'm going to talk about this topic this month primarily it's my focus area what can I unpack from that one narrow topic as opposed to trying to boil the ocean it's more like picking this one little thing and saying what can I take from this or what can I go listen to or read about in this area that will inspire me and having that focus to to be able to say, I'm organized enough to know, not necessarily, I don't have like a 360 freaking post planned, but I have 12 months and I just have a core topic focus for each month to go, okay, Shannon, here's the general direction you're moving in. You decide the turns on the way, but like you're going towards that. And that helps me have some rough guidelines. It doesn't have to be super strict. I think that people kind of have this like dichotomy of, I must batch and create everything or I am scattered and I must create every post day of. And I go, there's an in-between. You can absolutely be inspired and create things on the spot, but also know that there is a topic area of focus and a theme for the month that keeps you organized and your messaging super clear and consistent and repetitive. So I'd say that's a really big focus is if you're using your podcast for content, that you're mixing in different topics to keep it fresh, but you're also kind of generally pointing towards one direction I'd say every month or every quarter. Yeah. And then the underlying tone of like who your show is for. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said in your description, I think always remembering who you're speaking to. And again, yeah. I think one of the things I loved that we discovered is you can talk about said topic, right? Let's say month month topic is, you know, organization. We'll just use that as an example. You can speak to different personas about organizations. So you can create the same pieces of content speaking to different people so that when you put those episodes out, you know exactly who to speak to on social media saying this episode is for, you know, stay at home moms who are feeling disorganized in their business and they want to blah, blah, blah. Or it can be like, this is for entrepreneurs who are feeling disorder. Like there's ways that you can create multiple pieces of content with the same content idea speaking to different people. And that's one of the brilliant things I think Sid helped me realize how easy it is to create content because that is one of the things that holds people back in the beginning. It's the tech. It's the overwhelming thought of thinking, how am I going to create enough content to like do what Shannon does five episodes a week, let alone maybe even like some people can't even commit to two. And I say to them, what do you mean? What do you talk about all day? What do you do all day? What do you do for work? Like you like you can pull content out of your ass. Excuse my language. But that was that was paramount, Jess. Like when I remember when I first started this, I was like, I want to start a show because I was getting the itch because I was in the mastermind and I was like. Everyone's starting a podcast and I want to be a cool kid and I want a podcast too. And it's like, no, that's not how this works yet. Um, and that's how a lot of people are starting their shows. They're like, I want to start a podcast because what people are doing. And I'm like, yeah, like hold the phone. <laughs> and I challenged myself and I sat down because Sid was also like mean girling, nudging me. Just kidding. Like, Sid, you 100% bullied me into keep what you earn and I love you for it to the end of the time. <laughs> but this was great because she knew I was she knew I was up to the challenge. But the problem was 
I was worried about consistency and content. And I was like, how am I going to not run out of ideas or whatever? Like, I'm going to run out of stuff to say. So I sat down. I gave myself, I said, I'm going to take a notebook. Or for me, it was a spreadsheet, but you could take a notebook. And an hour, uninterrupted, set the timer. And come up with as many questions as I've ever gotten asked about anything I do, I do in my career. What are all the questions I get asked or that my client is asking? I went into Facebook groups. I thought I didn't even really have to, though, because I had in my head, because I had been doing the work for years, that I was like, I had, I want to say 20 minutes and I had over 100. And I just sat there and I was like, we're done here. I didn't even make it an hour. I was like, we're done. This is two years of content. Give me a microphone. Because I said, I can talk about any one of these things for 10 minutes apiece. I could do five of these in a day. Answer these. Just answer a question. Any question you've ever gotten asked, go through your emails, go through your DMs, go through every DM I get and every text message I get is a blessing. So I'm like, thank you. I'm about to go do an episode on this. Like, thank you for this yeah. question. I'm going to actually do a Q&A episode like an Ask Abby, right? But I'm going to do it. I'm going to read this out loud and I'm going to go answer it on the podcast. Seven minutes. No big deal. But then you also have that content for life. Now, the next person asks that question, you can be like, someone asked that. I answered it right here. Here's the link. And that's something I want to touch on that you do so beautifully is like you do you still have that quiz where people can ask like questions and you can yeah. send them the top five episodes. OK, this yeah. is something I just shared with one of my other podcast friends. And when I told him you do this, it like blew his mind. He's like, that is freaking genius. I go, she is really a genius, like disguised as this person who's moved to Costa Rica, living her best freaking life. I'm like, no, this quiz is like one of the smartest things, because for one, we know podcasts live forever, right? For one, you own the you own the feed. It's unlike social media where if you would do a post, like it's highly unlikely someone's going to see it within the next couple of weeks, right? Let alone right, go read the captions or follow any call to actions. So the podcast lives forever, but but you are creating this library and this vault of knowledge that you've provided, right? It's like an insane value that at any point if someone asks you that question or if someone is like reaching out for that piece of advice for you to just send them this podcast to answer, right? Like, or you become the search engine yourself. Your podcast becomes its own search engine if you pay attention to SEO and if you are answering questions that are pertaining to what people are actually asking. And so Shannon does this thing where you 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 fall upon her. She has a little link. It's a, it's an opt-in where you fill out this quiz, quiz. and then the yeah. quiz sends you, what is it, five or three to five? It's a, it's a playlist of 10 episodes based on where you're at in your business that would be most beneficial to you. Boom. Say that one more time. It's a playlist of... Uh, about 10 episodes meeting you where you're at in your business. Like, so no matter what kind of podcast you have, like you could just send people the top five most downloaded episodes or you could send people like whatever it is that you see. And that's what's cool about watching your analytics is noticing this kind of stuff and saying, hey, it's your email list or your text list. These are the five most downloaded episodes this year. I think you'll enjoy them if you hadn't had a chance to listen to them. Here you go. So you're constantly just giving people free stuff and a way to access you and to get to know you and build trust with you and all that cool shit. So if, if we haven't sold you on podcasting, I don't know what will. I think, <laughs> I think you and I, are two, it is, you and I were definitely two kids who were like, hey, everyone else is doing this thing. We didn't need this kind of stuff when we built our business back in the day. We're both came from brick and mortars where we do done for you services, where if we don't do the thing, we don't get paid and we're dependent on clients. It was just a different world for us to step into for one, the online space fully for, through the mastermind we met there. And then mm-hmm. she'd like step into this world of podcasting where often you're alone in your room talking about things that you think people want to hear. I mean, there's way more to it, but you get what I'm saying. And so yeah. I was at a point, I don't know about you, probably the same, but I was like, okay, I kind of missed building an Instagram like giant following in the beginning because I didn't really need it when I was building my business. I had a multi six figure business in the, in the salon world and I didn't need that for this. But I was like, I don't want to be so far behind that I don't start something while it's still in the... Like people have podcasts for like 10, 11, 12 years at this point. So it's still fairly new. But the thing with podcasting is it's so much different when it comes to consistency and longevity. People will stay on Instagram and just have an account. So many people started podcasts during COVID. And I want to say like didn't drop more than one or two episodes. So yeah. while while other platforms are inundated with content like YouTube and whatnot, podcasting is still one of those platforms that you have an opportunity to really deeply connect with people, build your business and your brand, create a, a you know, position of your own somehow. And I don't know, I freaking love it. It's it's opened up this creative side of me. Same. And 
the networking for me and the opportunity to get to have like conversations like this just reinforce that like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I know the same for you. Exactly. And it's also, you know, I'm in an industry, I'm an accountant, right? We're not known for being like me. <laughs> we'll say that. Right. There, we're, we're not known for being like good on a microphone and funny and witty and, and swearing and being candid. We're known for being like stuck up stuffy and people don't you don't want to talk to. So if you can get the voice heard, like the messages heard, it's kind of like I feel the sense of responsibility that if I have this microphone in my hand and people are willing to listen, that I'm going to tell them what they need to hear so that they can save their business out of debt, save it out of their hor horrible cash flow and say, if you're not going to listen to anybody else, at least listen to me because I got you. But that's exactly what I'm trying to convey. And I think that when you have a mission like that, where you know that this is what I'm trying to get across to people. And this is what I want them to do with the like to take action. What what gets me is don't start a podcast if you want a verbal journal of your of your life. Now, I understand. I understand people who do that. If it's value add, if it's value add to somebody, if you're like telling your story and it's for like widows or maybe faith based or stay at home moms or whatever. But if you are trying to build a business using a podcast, which is a different thing than just building a podcast. But if you're building a business using a podcast, then you have to be mindful of what is the action? How are we going to make money from this? How are we going to be using it to promote? How are we going to be using it to create content? It has to have a purpose in your ecosystem. Because I think a lot of people, like you said, during COVID started podcasts, but they didn't plug it into an ecosystem. It didn't have a place. So it just kind of stood there on an island and then it lost support from the boats <laughs> because... It was just unplugged now because it didn't really find a place to plug in. And that was what I think you and I did was we took it. We immediately plugged it into what we had and said, OK, this is now the source of power. And that and that's really where it shifted. Yeah. I mean, I, in fact, burned everything else and just had this be my base source of right. all of the things. And this is where when when I decided to go all in with the podcast, it didn't just become a one off. Right. Because you as an accountant, me as a hairdresser, salon owner. It was just like this thing I decided that I hadn't really positioned myself as someone of authority. No one really knew me for what I was doing in the coaching space. I'd been part of the mastermind for a few years, but like I hadn't really put myself out there in this way. And I realized I'd kind of done things backwards, right? I launched courses that people were like, oh, wait, I thought you were just a hairdresser. Like they weren't like, where is this coming from? There was no documentation. There was no me sharing. There was no me like giving myself any credit for what I had done. So I kind of pulled everything back and thought I'm going to rebuild by starting this podcast and the podcast gave me the base to then grow off of and it's it's opened up so many opportunities and, and avenues and again that proximity to people where there's become opportunities for me to be on other people's shows and, and do other things and now launching the agency myself thanks to being around brilliant people like Sid and Abby and people that we've gotten to meet because we have a podcast so it's like you never know what's possible. And I think if there's any inkling that you have of wanting to start a show, just reach out to me. If you are someone who is building an online business, if you are someone who needs some support, Shannon is a genius at everything she does. She has things that you can just tap into to get your business kind of organized financially and to figure out where you're missing things, if there's gaps or whatnot. And then I know they do done for you services as well. So Shannon, you want to just drop a little knowledge on what it is you guys all handle and what you do? Yeah, totally. So if the financial side of the business is like eating your vegetables, well, then I'm bringing the ranch dressing and the Velveeta and we're going to go and chomp down on those celery and carrot sticks joyfully. No, and actually that's in my podcast. So if you've heard Keep What You Were and that's in my intro, actually. But the the whole idea behind my my business was to make it more palatable to help business owners with their money because money is the language of business. And we're going to teach you how to speak it and how to use it to your advantage as opposed to looking at it like some type of evil thing that you don't want to worry about. We want to have you welcome the financial side of the business into your stratosphere and be able to actually strategize and have fun doing it. So we offer CFO services done for you. We also do power sessions with entrepreneurs for six hours where we will sit down and whiteboard. You know, I call it the boardroom. We will get into the proverbial conference room with you literally or in Zoom and actually strategize your next six to 12 months in your business. Amazing. I mean, Honestly, I think if you are either in the early stages of your business or you're at the point where you're you're someone who's not paying attention to things like that, getting a hold of someone like Shannon's genius, even for those six hours, can really unlock a lot of freedom in your life because that money relationship, that glass ceiling, that box you put yourself in, like there are 
people like Shannon who will make it more fun and who will make that part of your business enjoyable. Because again, if you're not making money, it's not really a business. It's just one of those expensive hobbies. And that's kind of how my podcast was for the first year. But now it's not. We got to figure it out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know, right? Thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode really opened up your eyes to the power of podcasting. I wanted to bring Shannon on, I think, I don't know, the second or third time we've had. We've, we've done several episodes together on yours and mine. And just really sharing all of the things we've learned. And that's, again, why I have this podcast. This is just shift perspective and hopefully help you see ways that you can show up bigger, right? Living your life unscripted doesn't have to mean anything, right? I shifted the name because I really want to be able to, in real time, these are questions I've been getting asked about podcasting, right? Hence, having launched the agency a few months ago. And I just wanted to bring someone on who I knew before they had a podcast and what it can look like if you do go all in. I mean, five episodes a week, 25,000 downloads a month. I mean, that shit speaks for itself. So one, congratulations. Two, I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you and to watch you grow. You inspire me daily, Shannon. So grateful to, I hope Sid and Abby get to hear this as well. Thank you to you guys for helping us really get organized and to pour belief in us because I never will sit and say self-made. I have had the most amazing people around me. And like Shannon even mentioned, sometimes pain to get into proximity with certain people can shift your business 10x. So don't be afraid to spend money where you need to. Don't be afraid to pay attention to your money. Call someone like Shannon. And don't be afraid to start to put your voice out there into the world because you never know what can happen. So coming from two women who want nothing more than to see you win, there's enough room for all of us. We just want to wish you an amazing rest of your day. Hopefully, wherever you're tuning in, this episode impacted you and maybe you could share it with a friend. But y'all, keep winning, keep going, keep showing up. Shannon, any last words for, for the listeners? <laughs> keep winning, keep growing, keep showing up, keep what you earn. I love it. Yeah, and keep it. <laughs> It's almost like I knew what I was saying. Oh, my God. I know. And keep having fun for fuck's sake. That's all we need to do. I mean, make it fun. Make making money fun. Make collaborating fun. Make friends while you're doing it, you know, and let other people be the proof that you can do this shit, too, because it's not hard. It can be fun. And, you know, working hard is, you know, it's cool. So surround yourself with other women who inspire you to do big things. Shannon, I appreciate you. And I'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create, we got you, boo. We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which, by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. We help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to MediaUnscripted.com to learn more. Giving back is easy. Leave Unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 